guys, this is Nick. In the name of the FC Schalke Nofia team, I want to congratulate you on your 100th episode. Thanks for supporting us in the U.S., and hopefully there will be many more episodes of your podcast in the future. Glück auf! Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, willkommen zum einzigen Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right folks, officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. This is episode 127 of Schalke America and I'm your host Richard Carmen. Joining me on the show as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, uh, happy victory, what day is it now, Thursday? <laughs> Yeah, we haven't had a Victory Monday podcast in, in obviously very often recently because yeah. of circumstances, uh, and we yeah. didn't get one this week because we postponed so long. But it is a Victory podcast, and in, in, in that spirit, look at that. Look at that. Hey, I like it. Little Stein attachment courtesy of Schalke themselves. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. I, I want to apologize to people because I've been sick as a dog, and I'm only just barely getting good enough to do a podcast now, so... Thank you for the flexibility, Jack, and for those uh, who've been, I'm sure, eagerly waiting for this podcast. You know, it's not often, like you mentioned, that we get to talk about a win. Um, and yeah, you know, who would have thought that we would have been led by uh, Emilio Estevez, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, and, uh, and company, or uh, or I should say, uh, Hoppy Itrizi uh, and company with uh, great performances they did uh, this weekend. Um, yeah, man, the young guns are leading the way uh, this weekend to a 4-3 victory over Frankfurt, Jack. Uh I was shocked and happy. It's a, it a good, good result. Uh, I like to see the young guys do that. Very impressive uh, Photoshop skills, first and foremost. Of course, you know, top-notch here at Shock America. If the whole podcasting doesn't work out for you, I think you got a future in that, potentially. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, listen, I mean, this is exactly what we wanted to see. And, I, and I'm not saying that I expect it to turn out with, you know, with, with a win every, every time you know, that, that, it, that it goes this way. But um, we talked about this. We want to see as many of these young kids in the mix as we can. And we started off this game with uh, two of those uh, in the midfield and ended up seeing uh, you know, more as, as the game went on. And, and a lot of those guys ended up having uh, big impacts in this one. So um, it, it's, it's, it's great because it's a win, and it's great because it's uh, a win that involved um, some Knappischmieder products uh, on the score sheet as well. And so I think that's you know, a, a doubly, for that reason, um, uh, a feel-good feeling for uh, you know, Schalke supporters coming away from this one. No, no, it certainly was. It is and was. And uh, uh, before we get into the game, because we are, we are chomping the bit because it's not too often we get to talk about a, a win, uh, we're going to start off things with the giveaway. We, we did a post yesterday about the, uh, our giveaway. We teamed up with Schalke uh, to give away some freebies here uh, to the end of the season. It's the end of the season. Let's just end it on a good note. We got a win, obviously, against Frankfurt. And so we said, let's give some, let's give some things away. Uh, and it's simple, rules are simple, right? Uh, as it says on Twitter, you follow us and you share that tweet. You're, you're entered into the standard drawing, and then to enter into the grand prize, you do that. Plus, you follow us on our YouTube page, and many people have already done that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to reveal the uh, the winner after the Cologne game. Um, and we'll be on next next podcast, probably next when we're doing it here in a couple days. So, um, yeah, excited about that, Jack. we got some things to give away. It's courtesy of Schalke. And, uh, yeah, uh, let's end the season on a good note, right? Give some good vibes going into next season. 
Absolutely. We always we always appreciate uh, Schalke uh, stepping up and providing that for us so we can do that for our fans uh, as a token of appreciation for uh, staying with us during these difficult times <laughs> yeah. uh, so that we aren't uh, shouting into the void and, and, and kind of going through this this on our own. So we, we appreciate all of you out there for sure. Speaking of fans, I see Paul Forster in the uh, chat here tonight. Good, good evening, sir. Hope you're doing well there in Florida. Uh, but here, yeah, we are uh, here to talk about, first and foremost, uh, the win against Frankfurt. Uh, we mentioned some of the young guns who came up and played well. Let's look at the lineup in this one first, Jack. For us, the home team, in goal, obviously, Ralph Fairman. Uh, we went with a back three of Timo Becker, Salif Sané, and, and, and Shokram Mustafi. Uh, midfield five of Aidan, Idrizi, Flick, Hanzi. Uh, Harit Ochipka, and then we let up top with Ut and uh, Huntelars. Uh, we saw two strikers up top, actually two strikers. Well, Ut, I guess you can call him a striker. Uh, but what we saw is uh, you saw a, a veteran on one wing, you saw a, a youngster, I then, and on the right side, and then in the middle you had, you know, Idrizi and Flick, who are mostly holding midfielders. Fairly these ones of what we've seen in a couple games so far. You know, with Harit in the middle there, uh, good combination there. It seems like uh, overall. Um, I've been we've been thoroughly impressed thoroughly impressed with Flick thus far, but uh, I think uh, Idrizi gets some credit as well. He's been playing uh, pretty pretty straight up too. Yeah, I'm, I mostly like what I saw from him as well. Um, and then Harit rounding out that midfield has been in uh, particularly good form the last couple games. He had a nice goal against Hertha Berlin uh, earlier prior prior to the Frankfurt game as well. It was really well taken. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean a nice a nice combination as you said in multiple areas of, of youth and experience. I mean. In the back line, obviously, with Timo Becker being partnered with, um, you know, Mustafi and Sine, and then as you said, the wing backs and also the midfield as well. So um, that's the kind of balance we're looking for, you know, to round out the season for sure. It was nice to see Mustafi not in the central of defense. I think Sane is more than capable of being in that mid- middle right there. Uh, you know, Mustafi, though he's not, you know, he's lost a step or two. He's, he's better off, you know, away from the center and you let someone else control, it and he can at least focus on his game a little bit more. I thought he played a little bit better than he had in, in recent games. Compared to you know the past games have been really difficult for him. We're own goals, no own goals in this one. Close. I mean, like, I mean, like as much as much focus as is is Fairman is going to get, and rightfully so yeah. on, on the first goal we conceded. Mustafi absolutely loses that man in the box, yeah. and he was probably the guy who was supposed to take that. So I'm, I'm hesitant to, uh, to to shower praise upon the man, but. Um, no, I mean, I see where you're coming from. That for, for I'm sure. reaching. I'm reaching at this point. No, 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 <laughs> I, I, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, it's fine. Uh, so let's let's get let's get started with the goals. Uh, Huntelar started it off. Um, he ends up giving. I think it was him who ends up giving the ball to. Uh, I mean Harit on the on the into the box. He makes a move. He does get touched, and I forget who the defender was who took him down. Uh, he makes a meal of it, but he. I mean, uh, he felt the contact, went down. They call the penalty, Jack. Uh, I I wouldn't have been surprised if they didn't call that, or maybe call that a, a dive. But we get the call nonetheless. Uh, were you surprised by that call? Uh, I, I didn't know how it was going to play out. I think yeah. both li- both live and in the replay, it very much looked like Harit was setting himself up for that, looking yeah. for it and trying to make yeah. a lot out of it. Uh, which you know, I, I per- personally, I'm not a huge fan of that. When you know, when I see that on my own team, but there was, I mean, there was contact, so I mean, whatever. But yeah. I, I, I mean, trying to be fair about it, which we always do in these penalty situations. If I was a Frankfurt supporter, and I'm sure the guys on the, uh, the you know the Hey Antrek Frankfurt podcast might be weighing in on this, uh, that that particular penalty may have been hard to swallow. I think from the opposition standpoint, it was tough, but. You know, credit to Harit. I mean, he, he's he's tricky, he's shifty, and when he's at his best, he gets into those kind of situations um, a lot, not just in the penalty box, but around the final third. Um, I mean, remember back that you know the first season of Tedesco, um, you know, he was the most fouled player in the Bundesliga and set up so many of the free kick opportunities that we then converted through great delivery from you know Daniel Calajuri, guys like that. Something we've been sorely missing, honestly, for most of this season. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, Joseph's in the house. He's from New Hampshire. He says, uh, guys, I missed the most of the game, but glad to see we got a win on the board. And that's why you're here, right? To hear the recap of see what happened in the game. Uh, so a penalty was called on that play. Huntelar steps up, uh, you know, one of the most decorated strikers in Bundesliga, and uh, he gets blocked by Kevin Trapp, but the rebound luckily comes to him. He puts that away. Uh, one nothing. Uh, hey, don't give him two chances, right, to score a goal. Uh, you know, Trapp did great to make the save, but uh, went right to Huntelar, and Huntelar, I guess, that wouldn't be one of the easier goals he'll score. No, you're right. I mean, Huntelar, one of the one of the great strikers of the Bundesliga. Uh, but what I what I was surprised to learn, and I think that you know this was said in the commentary, was that I think his all time penalty record in the Bundesliga was something like nine makes and seven misses. Oh wow! Which, which is actually like substantially worse than what you would expect for a striker of that caliber. Maybe that's just yeah. not the best part of his game. Yeah. Um, and and if you look at the penalty he took, I mean, we, we, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but the way I look at penalties is always like three three zones essentially like there's the centrals i mean sorry i should say five like there's there's yeah. a zone on each post a zone in the middle and there's these two no man's land yeah and and if you hit it in no man's land and the keeper goes the right way like he's gonna save that yeah. so you either gotta hit it like in the you know you know, you know what i'm saying anyway um and unfortunately huntelar hits it not in the corner not down the middle you know whatever and, and trap goes the right way and it ends up looking like a pretty poor penalty ultimately but um yeah. uh does well in the rebound and you know makes no mistake about it and uh that's that's that, that feel good too, man. It's Huntelar. I mean, who's not going to be uh, stoked to see him scoring? And it's not the first time since he's come back. So, um, I mean, say what you will. Uh, you know, he's come and, and played a few games for us, and he has a couple goals to his name, and that's what we wanted out of him, honestly. Yeah, it's it, it's unfortunate that he got injured, and we get, we didn't get to see more of him and more of these goals. But uh, at least he's scoring now, nonetheless. Um, and it's like what the third game in a row that we've gotten the lead, and every time we've gotten the lead in the past, it has not ended well for us. Um, and in the 29th minute. You alluded to this already, uh, a play that really had no no right to be a goal. Uh, Fairman, who knows what the heck he was thinking, went out to get it. As the announcer says, you come out, you got to get it. He didn't. He just completely lost and uh, tap in header for, uh, for Bernardo Silva, excuse me, Andre Silva, uh, backdoor, get the goal there, uh, 1-1. Uh, all, the, all the oops go to Fairman on that play. Uh, you mentioned Mustafi did lose his guy, but I mean, yeah, again, Fairman cannot make that miss, and he knows it. He raises his hand immediately. He's like, "My bad, my bad." Yeah, and, and our troubles, uh, you know, in air, uh, in the air, not just from set pieces, but in general from from wide areas continues. Um, yeah, just shocking, shocking defending first of all, because it's 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 it comes from nothing really. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a great move that's happening. He just he just pulls off of Mustafi and it suddenly open the guy sees it and just whips it all the way across. And then yeah, Fairman just clearly misjudges it, thinks he has a chance for it, and and comes off his line. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty pretty horrific mistake from a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. Not something you want to be seeing. So uh, mostly, I think Fairman's been pretty good. Yeah. Since he's been playing, um, and he had some nice saves in this one. Honestly, it could have been worse because uh, Frankfurt did have some chances in this game, and, and, and Fairman helped us in that sense. But um, also had a couple moments that that maybe weren't the best. And uh, I mean, those kind of goals have just been happening far too much. I mean, that, that's way too easy to let your opponent um, score in that kind of manner, and we've seen a lot of that this season. And to his credit, like few, uh, several minutes before that play, Silva nearly had a chance for a tap in, and, and and Fairman was did well to position himself and block the shot. So you know he, he did have, he did have some good in the games, but this was an obvious glaring oops, and it led to a goal. Um, and I think I think up to that point we were, oh, I don't want to say dominating, but we were creating a lot of chances. This is not it's a very uncharacteristic Schalke we were seeing. Is that guy we were playing with the ball, making nice passes, nice runs. I thought. Um, and getting some good opportunities going both ways, honestly. And then, um, th- then that goal happened. I was worried that they're going to take over now because we started seeing them taking over up to that goal when uh, Silva scored. What I saw, though, at least for me, I don't know what you saw, uh, 
ending at that half, we started picking it up again. Uh, we didn't let that goal put our heads down. We kept it, we started attacking again and ended ended the half. I thought on a fairly good note. Despite, you know, went down. It was one one going into halftime. But uh, what were your thoughts in terms of uh, possession? And I, I noticed in the on the tracker at halftime that it was we were very compact once we scored that goal. Um, and you would understand, uh, you understand that you want to give too many goals. But what was your thoughts on on who had the better play in the first half? Like how 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 many times have you seen from Schalke uh, a reasonably good start? Not often scoring a goal because we haven't scored many goals. It's not like we're taking the lead constantly, but you know a, a reasonable first twenty twenty five minutes or whatever, and then it, yeah. you know you know there's a, this massive collapse that follows that. So um, you know something it wasn't a massive collapse against Hertha, but we scored you know the first goal in there and ended up losing that game to one score here. They tied up, and I think we were all kind of hoping that we could just make it to halftime with yeah. with the score even. Um, and then you were wondering how we would come out and, and respond. I mean, the other thing to note here is that. This was a game where where Frankfurt at the time still had a, a chance at at a Champions League spot, right? I mean, like, yeah. so I mean, when you're talking about the motivation for this game, you would expect a little bit more urgency from Frankfurt, particularly in the second half. Um, not just because they're playing Schalke, because there's actually something on the line for them. So yeah, I, I do think that um, you know the response overall in in the second half was 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 pretty strong um, from Schalke. I thought I thought Hoppy did well when he came in, and and uh, you know I think I think Huntelaar's link up play. What was was good, and that and that was something that we've been missing at times too, and that's really helping us launch some of these these counterattacks and start some of these moves. I'm glad you brought that up because it kind of led to our second goal, uh, where I think it was uh, Idrisi who ended up giving it to no, I forget somebody gave it to I then gave it to Huntelaar. I think it was Hoppy to Huntelaar. I think Hoppy to Huntelaar, Huntelaar yeah. to Idrisi, Idrisi classy finish to put it away, left footed shot. I think it was left footed. Either way, scored a goal, two uh, one. All of a sudden. Uh, great to see the youngster score. Great to see the link of play by Huntelaar. This is a nice play overall. You know, Hoppy to to Huntelaar to to uh, Idrisi. Excuse me. Uh, thoughts on that goal there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, as Hoppy's playing that from sort of like the sideline towards the center of Huntelaar. Idrisi's making a run in between them, and, and Huntelaar, you know, sees it and and has like this first touch flick on um, into space right into his path, which was which was really nice. Uh, and then Idrisi is you feel like he's getting swallowed up by the defenders, like he's not going to have the pace yeah. to actually like walls get into are the closing box. in on him exactly. And, and and he ends up taking the shot a little earlier than I thought he would, which I think was smart. I think it partially caught Kevin Trapp off guard, and and he got it off before the defenders swallowed him up, and he just slotted it into the uh, in the far corner. Really nice finish for him. And uh, I mean that's what I'm, I mean. He, it's just hard not to smile, obviously, because you're so happy for for this group of players who, you know, I mean, even though we, we put a lot of blame on them for what's happened, and then there's a lot of people that are angry at them. You still, you know, they're still humans, and, and from a professional standpoint, this has got to be, you know, insanely difficult for them to deal with. So you feel good for them when things are happening, and, and for it to be one of the kids coming on and making an impact is is once again really nice. And it's, so it's you know, it's it's Toppy the American, and then Huntelaar Club Legend, and then Knappich Meet a Product. It's just it's it's fun to watch, man. It's good stuff. Really nice finish. It is, and I think you know, and call me crazy, but I think. Uh, Hoppy, his insertion was at halftime for for Mark Oot, um, and you know there wasn't while Huntelaar was playing excellently in terms of link up and stuff like that. Oot seemed kind of out of the out of the play most of the game, and then you saw Hoppy come in. You saw a little bit more uh, interaction with the team, passing all the way around. Obviously, he you know kind of got a secondary assist if you want on that goal by Idrizi. Uh, and then uh, the play kept going on, and the announcers kept making a joke like, "Hey, maybe uh, Florian Hansi Flick will get a goal here too because he got one last game." And then, sure enough, uh, um, Flick gives it to Hoppy. Hoppy holds it off for a while, and you think he's going to miss this pass. And then times it perfectly, and Florian Flick uh, just perfectly times that shot, gets passed in the 60th minute. 3-1, all of a sudden you're like, wait, what's going on here? Our guys are just scoring left and right. Uh, that, was, that was a pretty thing to see. I was just happy to see that play develop because I thought we were going to miss that window by Hoppy holding it on too long. 
sometimes when Hoppy's on the ball, he really does have his head down a lot. And so it, he gives a, a greater sense than some players do, I think, that maybe he isn't as aware of what's happening around him just because, he, you know, when he's on the ball like that. Right. Um, yeah, it's a nice find from, from uh, you know, Flick to, to play it out to the wing. And then, um, yeah, Hoppy cuts inside. And, and as you said, you, you feel like he's going to miss that little gap. But it, he, he has a nice side-footed pass into the, into the path of Flick. And what I love about this is that Flick does not look at the goal. No. At all, he doesn't get his head up. Like he knows exactly where he is in relation to that far corner, and he he hits it blind and, and kind of wraps around it. And it's, a, I mean, in my opinion, it's a really nice finish. So yeah. once again, that's just like great positional awareness, spatial awareness from from a young kid. Um, first of all, to get in there, but then you know t- to know where he is in relation to the keeper and the goal, and, and to get a nice shot off in, in kind of like a tight situation there. So um, really impressive, and yeah, for another nice moment from from Florian Flick. And, and yeah, these are the kind of things, uh, you know, in addition to like some of the general play we're seeing, uh, you know, in the midfield and in, in, in build up and whatnot, that uh, gives you some confidence that these guys might be able to contribute going forward. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's also nice for us, like, you know, when we spend a couple games being like, Hey, this Flick kid looks nice. And then he gets the start again, scores a goal. It's always fun for us too. So patting our backs, patting our shoulders, right? Yes, um, scouts, expert scouts. That's right. That's right. Uh, what we didn't mention is after that second goal that Huntelar got the assist, uh, he ended up going off with a knock, an injury. We don't know the severity of it yet, but Paciencia would come on. Um, anyway, so, you know, and the, the play would continue the same kind of link up play we saw from Huntelar. We saw similar to from Paciencia. Uh, Paciencia would get involved again. There would be another goal. Who knew that Kanapashi would keep, continue scoring? Uh, we ended up seeing Vashino Chipka give it a pass to uh, Paciencia, who did a nice little flick to Hoppy. Hoppy goes racing down the track, down the track, down the field. It was something like a four on two or something crazy. The numbers that we had, it was it was not Shaka esque at all this season. This looked like early 2000, uh, 2010 Shaka, uh, and then Hoppy just keeps the ball, opens up his hips, and then shoots it far corner. Oh, well taken goal. It looks like he's done this a million times. Jack didn't really celebrate too much, but I mean the, the boys were happy. I mean I was happy. Four one at this point. You're like, what are we watching here? This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it, it's. First of all, yeah, nice, nice flick, like you said, from from Paciencia, um, similar to a Jersey's goal in that sense, um, somewhat. And it, yeah, it, it unleashes uh, Hoppy down the left hand side. And I think he has like Harit, um, probably a Drizzy, and then like maybe Aiden wide. So. so he has a lot of options. And as you said, there's only like really one defender who's like kind of in the mix there, plus the keeper. And the entire time he's taking that in, I'm like, I'm like, you better play this to somebody. You better play this to somebody. And then he's he starts opening up his hips and like he's telegraphing what he's going to do, and I'm watching this and I'm like, uh, and you know what? Credit to him because he executed it and it's, and it's a really nice finish. I, like I said, I, I thought he he gave away what he was going for there a little bit earlier than than I was than I was comfortable with, but he did really well. And and you know that I mean, hey, if you're if you're a striker, you want to score goals and and. Um, it's difficult for your teammates to question you when you when you finish them. So hey, if you, if that's a situation where you don't want to give it up and you want to try to put it away, hey, good for you. He executed it. So uh, nicely done for him. Like we said, not not his first uh, you know involvement on a goal in the no. game. That's kind of his. I mean, he had a hockey assist. He had an assist. He had a goal. So really nice. Uh, you know, half a play from from Matthew Hoppy and uh, rewarded with a uh, U.S. Men's National Team call up. That's so true. There you go. Yeah. There Hashtag you go. the hoppening. The in full in. effect. That's we love right. to see it. We love Teams to see leading it. goal scorer, six goals, uh, which is funny because uh, Andre Silva has more goals than Schalke scored this year, right? 27 goals now. Uh, he scored his 27th in this game. Um, yeah, no, it, he completely telegraphed that, and he beat a pretty decent goalkeeper, right? Kevin Trapp's no slouch. Um, and so he put it away. Nice finish by him. But I had the same reaction as you. He was like, oh, no, he's going he's gonna to go for it. Goalie's going to read this. But nope, he got a pass. I'm good on him. 4-1 at that point, uh, or 4-2, excuse me, because uh, – 
So kind of what kind of led to all this. Uh, Indica had scored, and and I forgot about this because I was so excited about the youngsters scoring. And uh, Indica actually scored a minute before Idrizi scored, and Chaka responded immediately to make it two two. Then it's three two, four two. It's four two at that point. Um, and then uh, Andre Silva would get his twenty seventh goal. A sloppy play, really in front of our own goal. Kind of bounced all over the place. Um, our guys tried to get it out, but didn't really do well. And Andre Silva pounced on, on the second chance and got it in four three. Uh, no really goals after that moment, obviously, because the game ended by that scoreline. But um, overall, we wanted to see some fight from the team, right? And that's what we got. That's the first chance we've seen, first time we've seen a really good fight by the team for pretty much 90 minutes. I don't know. And you wonder to what extent the pressure being off a little bit is, is contributing to this. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's a little bit of the team getting settled under Gramazas, maybe it's, you know, whatever, but, or just the the occasional fluke, you know, the occasional regression to, you know, what this group of players should be able to do on a more consistent basis. But I mean, yeah, you do wonder if, if now that relegation is certain, a lot of these players um, already know this, that they're not going to be here. So there's not as much pressure in that regard to like not make a mistake because they're fighting for their jobs. I mean, maybe, maybe they're just playing with a little bit more freedom, a little bit more fun. And when they get the young kids into the mix, they're, um, they're going to be eager and raring to go regardless of the situation, right? They're going to be hungry for results and, and, and goals and that kind of stuff um, because they haven't been in the first-team environment as long and they're trying to break through. So I think it's a nice kind of mix right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that last goal from Frankfurt, you know, maybe maybe Fairman could have done a better job keeping it in front of him. It takes a couple of deflections. It's just it's such a, like a weak like BS goal to concede. It's I mean, it, it's unfortunate. It's not like a particularly great like Frankfurt move or anything. Um, and at, after that, you were just kind of like, just hold on to it, man. Like you you were just rooting for him. Like please, like because you know it's going to be just devastating if they if they come out of here with a draw after scoring four goals. Draw or like, loss, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just please hold on to this. And so yeah, it wasn't the most comfortable final few minutes just because I was invested in in their emotional well-being i think but uh yeah really really nice uh performance overall and uh you know hopefully the cologne game isn't some massive drop from that and we can kind of ride this out and and kind of finish on a relative high note given everything that's going on their well-being your well-being my well all of our well-beings right yeah um i think it was a little bit all of that right i think it's you know no pressure anymore because obviously you're you're relegated um playing free-flowing maybe it's getting accustomed to gramozzi's system um i think it's all of that i really i think it really was um you saw the joy really from the coaching staff as well. They were really happy about it as well. <clears throat> Starting to lose my voice now. Oh, it's all good. Um, but I yeah, mean, dis- I thought- disappointing from Frankfurt though, wouldn't you say? That Absolutely. You're playing for a Champions League spot. This is the one time in in history you're going to have Dortmund and Wolfsburg cheering for Schalke in this kind of game because you know Frankfurt need need the points and they 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 choked basically. And now they they're probably looking. I think they're guaranteed now out of the Champions League. Now it doesn't matter what happens. I think. I think. No, yeah, it's locked up. It's yeah, Wolfsburg Dortmund and Wolfsburg. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we do our cousins a, a favor, and uh, we, we just, it was a poor performance. And I think what it was was it's a little bit of what we saw at Gladbach. So in Gladbach, when Marco Rose announced that he was leaving, the team kind of hit, hit, hit vacation mode. And when Hooter announced that he was, uh, he was leaving as well, same thing with Frankfurt, and they've struggled since he made the announcement that he was moving on. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit of that. I mean, it's shocking still that you know they could have had Champions League spot. Probably would have had a lot, all of them would have had bonuses had they made Champions League, and now they miss out on that. And, you know, for a guy like Andre Silva, who had a career season for Frankfurt, the number one goal scorer in a single season, 27 goals, you know, all for what? Nothing Europa League. I mean, it's it's unfortunate for them, but I'm not going to cry. Spill milk. We got relegated this year, so. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, know. yeah, I, I do I do generally like Frankfurt, though. I don't have, like, an issue with them or anything as a club. So oh, same, it, same. It, yeah, it's, it's I, I kind of feel bad in that regard because I, I don't think they were expecting that. But you got to show up, you know what I mean? 
And uh, yeah, I just really felt the urgency was was lacking and not what I would have expected from a team that was in a position to to still compete for something in that regard. Uh, it says, this is great, guys. Can't believe it took me this long to catch this live. Love it. Oh, well, glad to have you on. I guess it's a time that works for you. Maybe now we can come on Thursday nights. Hey, I don't actually know what the schedule is in, in spite of the Bundesliga. We might have to come on Thursday nights now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there's a lot up in there with that stuff for sure. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, he says, uh, hey, when you're playing all my rooting interests next year, I'll jump in a bit. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll hold you to that. Uh, but no, no good win overall, 4-3. I mean, obviously, defensively, you don't want to see those goals. But two of them were really preventable, right? The first one, obviously. And the third one, I think the second one, Indica made a great move on the on the on the header, and we could have. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was it was Flick who was man coverage him, and like Flick, Flick and someone else. Um, no, I mean, it was mostly Flick that was following him. Sane came in at the last Sané, minute to try right. to challenge it as well. Right. I mean, Flick Flick didn't get in front of him. Um, I'm not gonna hold that against him too much. He's you know he's, he's sure. a young man, and you know. I, Came up with a goal contribution to make up for it on the other. He made up with but, a goal uh, later, right? Yeah. So yeah that, yeah, that that particular goal wasn't, uh, yeah, for sure the worst example. It's just standard uh, issues on set pieces that we've seen all season. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you kind of alluded to it already. Let's uh, segment, segment segmenting our way out of uh, the game into what uh, Hoppy kind of deserved after the game was a, a U.S. Men's National Team call up. Uh, that was good news to hear. There, uh, I looked at the lineup, and it's, it's a fairly strong lineup for the U.S. Men's National Team, and as good as they can these days, right? Uh, but great to see Hoppy get the call. Six goals, obviously, for Schalke this year. Um, it's yeah, it's. it's uh, I, I'm happy for the kid. Good for him. I'm hoping he stays. And we never know. We still don't know what's going to happen on that front. I know someone on Facebook asked us what's going to happen with him next year. I would love to have him in this fight to Bundesliga because, you know, him with Taroda, possibly Huntelar, and some of these other mm-hmm. guys, maybe maybe Katucci back. Uh, we could really build something nice in the second in the second division. But uh, what are your thoughts on his call up to the n- yeah. national team? Um, well, yeah. First of all, I mean, congratulations to him. We're, we're obviously happy for him. Uh, and uh, it's been he hasn't played as much. He hasn't featured as much under Gramatzis, right? Like he he was playing a lot under Gross and that kind of thing. And and so it's, I think he's you know taken a step back in terms of his role and uh, you know clearly kept his head down and kept working and has gotten a couple opportunities and, and uh, opportunities and made the most of this one. Um, and uh, when, when you look at the U.S. men's national team player pool, and I'm not, you know, uh, the greatest expert on this, uh, but there, I mean, there's there's a lot of talent in the midfield, obviously, and you feel like in, in a lot of positions we have a pretty good idea of who's going to be slotted into the starting roles. But that number nine position for the U.S. men's national team is is maybe the one role where we're not entirely sure who that's going to be. Is it you know is it going to be Josh Sargent? Is it, can Tim Way play that role? As I think to, Dykes yeah. might have the advantage right now, but yeah, it's oh, going to be DK, yeah Daryl DK coming out as well. DK, I, mean, so, yeah. I mean, so uh, that's that's the one that I feel like is still kind of up in the air. And so hey, from you know Greg Berhalter's perspective, you know this kid scored. A number of goals. Now it wasn't just the hat trick. Um, I mean, on a team that has struggled to score goals, he's a team, you know. So he scored yeah. twice against Frankfurt this year. Uh, you got so I, I'm just saying. Like I think he, I think it's not out of the question to give him a look in a camp and and, and see, um, you know, how he competes with the other guys and, and, and gets along. So good for him for sure. And he's going to have that familiarity with Weston McKinney as well because he's in, he's obviously made the team as well. So it's going to be good for him on that. And he's going to see some of his old buddies, uh, th- you know, from Germany like Gio Reyna, Sargent, and some of the other guys who are, who are around the league. So and I hope he stays with us next next season as well because I mean we've said this before, but like he's he's still so young. If he if he spends a season in the spider Bundesliga, it's not like he's missed a year of his prime or something. This guy could spend five years in there. He's going to come out the other end being like you know twenty five or whatever. I mean he's, he's you know in the in the in the heart of his career. So. Yeah. Um, 
I know there's a lot of opportunities out there and maybe financially and from branding standpoints from a lot of these young players to make the jump soon. And if, if they decide to do that, I'm not going to hold it against them, particularly given the situation at Schalke this season. I don't blame anybody for trying to jump ship. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I also don't think a season in the Spider Bundesliga, um, you know, with, with Tarada, you know, teaching him that craft a little bit would be a bad thing for him and hopefully he sticks around. Yeah, and you cannot hold uh, him being benched for Huntelar by any stretch. Huntelar is one of the greatest sure. strikers we mentioned. He kind of deserves a chance. And, yes, he's 37 years old, but he can still put it away as good as anybody, right? So why not play him? Like, you got a, you got a horse that you just got, play him. And like you said, Hoppy can learn from Huntelar, can learn from Tarot the next year. And so uh, excited to see about that. Um, you know, with, and with all good news, there is also, there is also sad news. Uh, as we alluded to in the uh, – Intro to the to the show tonight, uh, Nick Tatagui, a guy we were fortunate enough to interview uh, for our hundredth episode. Uh, it was you know really really classy guy. Uh, he really took his time and had a nice long conversation with us. Uh, if you haven't listened to that interview yet, please do so. Uh, he officially retires. Uh, injuries just caught up with him, Jack. Uh, this time it seems like it was a back injury or something. Reading his post, uh, and yeah, it's unfortunate for the kid because he's young. I um, mean, obviously, he wanted to do well. He he's someone we had we all had eyes on as Americans growing up, uh, coming up through the system because he had a lot of talent, but just could never translate that. With, you know, with the injuries and uh, your thoughts on hearing the news about Nick Tadigui retiring? Yeah, he was always one of those guys who seemed to have sort of like a disproportionate amount of like like name recognition given what he had accomplished on a club level but that, yeah. that just speaks to like how promising he was you know coming up um and it, it's unfortunate because when yeah when he when he spoke with us one of the things we talked about in in length was uh his struggles to to get healthy and stay on the field so it's not only that like uh you know he, he can't further his career while he's there he's also potentially missing a key developmental window i mean that that's an important age you know and if he's not on the field consistently not in training consistently that's not going to help him either so uh yeah we were excited when he got the contract from shalk and we were really hoping we'd get a chance to see him at some point and uh yeah it just didn't happen for me you know they they they, they parted and then uh we didn't know where he was going to go if he was going to try to maybe seek an opportunity you know in in america somewhere in the mls or somewhere in that period uh pyramid i should say um and yeah, so it's just really sad. Uh, I feel I feel really bad for him. You know, he in, in that in that intro message, he, he wished us many more episodes, and uh, you know, I, I wished him many more games, and hopefully some games, you know, on a senior level. And it's not going to happen for him, which is which is really sad. But um, yeah, it sounds like he's already accepted a position that's going to be able to keep him close to the game, and he can pursue a career that way. And um, yeah, we really wish him wish him the best, and hope that he's able to find like a fulfilling path in in that regard and everything. So, shout out to Nick. Yeah, hopefully he has a nice long career, you know, behind the bench or something like that. Becomes you know a good manager or whatever whatever role he finds in the in the in the back room there. Uh, you know, good on him because like I said, good kid, really nice. And like I said, we're we're forever grateful for him give, taking his time out of his yeah. busy day to come talk to us. So hey, the the, the first Schalke player to actually have an interview on the podcast. We've had some uh, some cameos and clips and whatnot, but the the first official player interview. So yeah, uh, he's he's going to go down in Schalke America history at least. There you for go. Us. We're, we're we're very grateful to him for that. There you go. Absolutely. No, 100%. So best of luck on uh, your future endeavors, Nick. Um, and some best of luck to uh, 10 players, Jack. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a mass exodus leaving here. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up the tweet from our friend Ronan Murphy. Because uh, so, I don't want to miss all the players that we're going to be skipping out on here. But uh, Schalke, this is according to Ronan, and this has been confirmed through different, different agencies or different uh, newspapers. Schalke confirmed all these players will leave the club. Benjamin Stambouli, we talked about that before. Bestian Ochipka, Steven Skripski, Alessandro Schof, and Mustafi. Oh, and Benteleb as well. Can't forget Benteleb. Uh, and then the lone, lonely players that we had that were going to go, William, uh, Paciencia, Frederick Nov, and Kylian Ludwig. 
none of them will be extended. So yeah, Jack, uh, we're losing about 10 players. We kind of expected this, Jack, but uh, thoughts on the guys who are, are leaving the team? Well, first of all, please go give uh, Ronan uh, at Swear I'm Not Paul a follow, friend of yeah. the show. Yes. Um, great account for uh, breaking news, not just in, in the Bundesliga, but in a lot of the major leagues. And also phenomenal source for uh, just really, really disappointing puns. Um, so, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, people making bad puns all the time, that's a great account to follow as well. Um, yeah, as far as the players go, uh, Benjamin Stambouli and Ochipka are two of the more notable ones for me, just because those are guys that have been here for a number of years, have been in their own, in their own rights in certain seasons, important contributors. Um, I think maybe Ochipka a little bit more consistent than Stambouli over kind of that, that period of time. But, um, yeah, so those are guys that are veterans and, and experienced with the club. They're going to be stepping away. So that's, that's a big deal in, in my opinion, but I'm not... I'm not shocked about that. Um, I, I think Ochipka is at, at the part, of, and I could be wrong about this. Maybe I'm doing a massive disservice by saying this. I think he's at the part of his career where I don't think like moving to this fight of Bundesliga would be like a bad thing for him. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens with him going forward. And I'm sure his probably, I mean, his contract, we probably wouldn't want to pay that anyway. But um, yeah, and then, you know, Skripsky, he just never got going for us, unfortunately. Didn't always have the opportunities. But um, yeah, he, he that's just one of those. One of those signings that we, we weren't super optimistic about when it happened and it just kind of never came to fruition. Um, yeah. Chef, another guy who's been here a while uh, and another guy that we've kind of been hot and cold on at various times. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not not super surprising that the list of names that we're seeing there. And uh, I guess the, the Nabil Bentaleb saga is, is officially going to end as well. So because uh, he's another one. Yeah. thought it was going to be gone in January, right? But yeah. at, least it's, at least it finally goes now. So, uh, now, yeah, it's... Um, well, before I get into my, my, my points about the players that are leaving, uh, Matt does ask, uh, what position did Nick accept? So this is coming from Nick's Instagram, and it says, uh, as for my next step, I'm so happy to announce that I've accepted a position at Center Circle and be based in the USA. I hope I can use my experiences and insights to help players reach their full potential either in the MLS or abroad. So it sounds like it's some uh, player development uh, group or something like that. And we'll, we'll get more information on that, Center Circle in the I think USA. His, I think his agents may have been with that company as well so he can okay. be going down that route yeah so so there you go um yeah as far as the players going you know Stambouli, like you mentioned no chipka i thought both of those players are the ones who kind of contribute the most out of all those the grouping that are leaving um you know obviously Stambouli has been a captain for us and he's been a lot for us but you know he's also over the over the this last season for sure at least you know been a liability and i could i bet you could say most of these players here could be could have been a liability this year right um when they've been on the pitch <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, each one of them, you know, Shopfo, Chipkin, Stambouli in particular, have each had their own moments that have been, you know, Absolutely. very important over the years. And, and so, you know, shout out to them for that. And, you know, St I mean, those are also guys that uh, seemingly have done it the right way and have been good figures and personalities. You've never heard uh, them lash out about the club, nothing exactly. like that. Which so, is I mean, yeah, respect to them for that, but, you know, probably not the worst thing we're moving on ultimately from a, and, from a and to be field fair, standpoint. to be fair, those guys that you mentioned, They've kind of had to play out of position, right? Stambouli is a, a, a center midfielder, and he's had to play the, you know, center back for most of his career at Schalke. Ochipka has mostly been a left back, and he's played some center back and some other positions, midfielder at times. Uh, and then Schoff as well. He's, he's an attacking midfielder. He's played right back, for heaven's sake, for, for a long time too for us. So, you know, these guys are playing out of position. You know, they're doing the best they can. Um, they, they've been good servants to the club. Uh, we've had some good times with them, certainly. Um, and, I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, they didn't, their career didn't last longer for us, you know, didn't have as great a heights that it could have been, but, you know, it's time for them to move on. And some of these other players like Bentaleb had never worked out with us, even though he had flashes of brilliance, as you mentioned. Um, and, you know, some of these other guys, Skripsky, you already talked about him coming from Union Berlin. Um, yeah, just, uh, it just didn't work out for, for whatever reasons. 
and uh, it's time to go. And you know, something like at least with Stambouli and, and Ochipka, they had co- clauses in their contract that once it goes to fight the Bundesliga, they're out, not knowing that you know Schalke's never going to get relegated. Uh, so that happened, and then uh, obviously the lone players. Out of all the ones mentioned, obviously Frederick Renault played well, but you know, it's going to be a, a fortune to kind of buy him from Frankfurt, and, and he probably did himself well. You know, the performances that he was, you know, in while well, he was in the lineup, he's going to get a, you know, get a shot somewhere if not with Frankfurt, somebody else. Um, and then um, Ludwig, best of luck to him. He was 19 years old. You know, kind of thrust into fire. It's hard to hard to do well there. And then uh, you know, William. You know, we had hopes, but nothing really matured from that. Paciencia was probably my favorite of the grouping, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, he had a bad injury. You know, to end the season, finally came back, and you know, at least he contributed to a goal here before the end of the season. Here, maybe he can do it one more time. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not totally down on this because we we have some youngsters that we want to see on the pitch, right? Uh, we talked about this many, many times, put the youngsters on, and now we've seen here in the last couple of games, they've been playing. Flicks really come to the, the limelight. we got some other ones like Bazon we haven't seen in a while, Chalanola we haven't seen in a while. Um, so there's some other guys there on top of the guys that are already playing. So uh, Tiao didn't even feature in this game as well. So, um, yeah, I think that the next season looks promising with some of these youngsters. I mean, you just look at some of the guys that we have here, you know, defense, you got some guys. The midfielders, you got some guys. Now you got the attack, you have some guys. So a good mix of youngsters plus some veterans like Taroda and Huntelaar and other maybe a couple other veterans in depth. And I think we're going to have a, a decent team next year. I'm not going to say it's going to win the league or anything like that or get promoted. I'm just saying it'll be decent. They should perform better than they did this season, I hope. What, what's, the, what's the kid's name? Uh, it was like Henning Matriciani or something like that. Oh, yeah, the guy yeah, who I yeah. thought was uh, the exactly. grandfather and is 21 yeah. years old. 40 years old. Yeah, I mean that that kid, that guy's just got to let it go. I mean he's he's lost the battle. Did you see the tweet from pitch. the one player was like, dude, you got to let it go, buddy. Yeah, he's he's got to he's got to make he's got to make the point. He seems like he's got a decent dome on him, dude. That guy can rock a you know a yeah. shaved look for he sure. He can look like the pander, like the Christian pander look to yeah. shave his head. You know, go for it, man. Yeah, it was definitely drawing when you see the Canapish meter product. You know, with, with with that kind of that kind of do. But yeah, um, you know, so there's there's. Even more than the guys we've been talking about, there, there's still even additional guys that are getting thrown into the mix and getting getting a look. So we'll we'll look to see if there's any more of that coming down the road in this in this final game against Cologne. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting in this game. Um, and obviously, we're not going to we're not we don't need a win or anything, but it'll be nice to end the season on a win, honestly, or, or just playing well. Uh, if we played, you know, same kind of attacking style that we did against Frankfurt, you know, and if it's a shootout, hey, well, it is what it is, but. Uh, I don't want to see it, you know, collapse. As long as the team shows up, gives her heart out, let the youngsters play again, like I said. Um, and then, you know, if you got enough, a big enough lead, you can bring in some guys to do their swan song or whatever. So I don't know. Um, you know, a couple of names we didn't mention for the mass exodus, Huntelar and Kolasinac. Uh, rumors are they're, they're working on trying to figure out ways to get him to the second division. We'll see. We thought Huntelar might retire, but maybe not. So imagine having, you know, Toroto starting in, in the striker position and having Huntelar as a backup or, you know, that's that's mouthwatering, Jack. It's uh, good as you can be. Yeah, I guess. There's, there's been so much chatter about that on Twitter about people being upset about that because they're a similar style player. And like, hey, if you can work it out financially so that it's not like a big deal and Huntelar is like down with it, like I don't think like once again I don't think it's bad to have super sub Huntelar, no. you know, as a like for like for like Toronto or whatever. I mean, like late late in the game or something like that, or just once again to have him around um, the team uh, with how experienced he is. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that contract negotiation goes. The Kolasinac one. We we love him. Yeah, we yeah. we love him. But Fairman, I mean, same thing. We haven't heard anything about him, so we assume both of them are going to. You got to say, overall, Kolasinac's his his performances since he's returned from Arsenal have have left something to be desired, at least from what we expected him to be at. And and that's even that's even kind of coming into it knowing that 
he didn't become at Arsenal what we were hoping he would become. And, and I, I still think even knowing that, he, he hasn't really provided the lift to Schalke that we thought he might have been able to, at least on the field. Who knows what's happening behind the scenes. And Didn't play this last game, right? I don't know if it was injury or choice or... Yeah, I forget. I wasn't on top of that. But, I mean, he, he's... Yeah, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, he, he obviously loves Schalke and we appreciate that he's here and we, we love his passion and everything. And if we can work it out financially, uh, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But... Um, I also don't think he's necessarily a guy that we absolutely have to have. I mean, especially if you're trying to clean house and kind of get, you know, fresh blood in there, you know? Yeah, no, 100% there, 100%. Um, yeah, I talked a lot about a lot about this uh, on this episode. It's uh, Thursday, a couple few days away here from the Cologne match. Um, any other, anything else you're looking for going into that game? No, just like you said, ends on a high, a high note with a hopefully a reasonably well good performance, even if it isn't a, you know, win. Hopefully, we, you know, show up and, uh, or at least somewhat competitive and, and get another look at, at some of these young players and potentially, you know, a swan song for some guys that might be leaving us. So, um, you know, Harit certainly played well the last couple games. We don't know where he's going to be. He's going to be headed, but hopefully he finishes on a strong note once again. Yeah, him and uh, Swat Serda, right? Uh, who knows what's going to happen with them going into the offseason. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we shall see. And uh, hopefully we get some um, good information come from ESPN in terms of more Spite the Bundesliga games next year. Or we're going to have to figure out some way to... Uh, Strongly worded letter, yeah. That and stream the games illegally here, right? We'll, uh, we'll convince NBC Nashville to, uh, to buy the rights, the broadcast yeah. rights from, from ESPN. I'm sure they'll be able to do that for us. There you go, there you go. Matt says, uh, waiting to see if Max Meyer plays for Cologne this weekend. All we need is uh, Max Meyer uh, masterclass here coming on this weekend. Oh, all right. Anything else you want to chat about, Jack? No, yeah, I think that I think that has it covered. Uh, you know, good good week overall. I think it was a good week overall. Yeah. Um, if you haven't done so yet, uh, make sure you sign up for the Shaka US newsletter. Uh, not only info on the club, but you get the latest on the fan clubs across North America, and you hear some shout outs about from our cl- our podcast as well. Keep tuning in each week uh, as we bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. Uh, next week may not be our last episode of the season. To be determined. We'll see how the season plays out with news uh, this next week here. Uh, we'd like to thank Schalke for providing us tidbits for our podcast tonight and for the giveaways uh, that we're currently employing at the moment. Uh, any topics you'd like us to discuss, uh, send us a tweet at Schalke America, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, anywhere on social media, really. Uh, we'd like to give a special shout-out to Nick Tadigui. Good luck on your retirement, sir. Jack, uh, where can we find, where can our followers find you on social media? At J-M-Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Very good. Uh, as always, you can find me at r under r underscore k h a r m a n. I completely forgot what my name was, even though it's written right there for me. Right. Um, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, follow us, uh, leave comments. Uh, we much much appreciate it. Thank you for all our listeners and followers each and every week. We truly truly appreciate you guys. Um, <laughs> fucking ESPN. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, until no, the next- no, we love ESPN. We love Derek Ray, friend of the podcast, Derek Ray, and we, yeah. we love ESPN. Mr. Hope, Olympics, Mr. Olympics, Derek. We hope Ray. ESPN finds it in their magnanimous hearts to uh, expand their 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 bully two coverage for next season. If someone's got to promote, it's, it's fight the Bundesliga. It's got to be Derek Ray, right? Come on, Derek. Come on, Derek. All right. Uh, until the next episode comes, my friends, stay ready, and we'll be with you soon. Shoes.